Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. We're so glad you tuned in today, and if you're in the area, come out and join us at our new home, located at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. If you are unable to attend, you can tune in on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. And don't forget to join us for our worship on Instagram Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, 30 minutes before the YouTube broadcasts. We would also like to encourage you to check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org where you can keep up on the current messages, ministries, and happenings at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills. Today our teaching is in the book of 2 Kings chapter 19. Here's Pastor Ryan. You know, Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, it says, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the, to, to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. This Assyrian king in his rage and tumult reminds us of the attitude and the countenance of Satan, that he is in a rage, that he is very is going to be more destructive in the last days than ever he has knowing that his time is short. I am shocked at the wickedness of our country and the world. I am shocked at the laws being proposed towards our children's education in this country. I am appalled at the wickedness that is being seen and preached as being good. We are in the last days and we need to stand and be salt and light and know what's really going on. The enemy is going about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may destroy, and he's going more and more harder than ever before. Guys, Pastor Ken Graves, our friend at Calvary Chapel, Bangor, Maine, they have a men and women's facility there for rehabbers right there on the church property. I've been there before. It's called Seven Oaks. Well, the governor of the state is picking on his church, telling them that they can no longer have that rehab center on their church properties if they continue to teach the Bible to these rehabbers. We have the pastor in Canada that was arrested. Did you hear about him for opening his church? He was arrested. We have uh, Mike McClure in Calvary Chapel, San Jose, who has been fined over close to $2 million worth of fines because he, he stays open. Depends what county you're in, man. Depends what state, what country. But the enemy is running crazy. 
Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and Timothy was a young man, so young people, listen up. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. If, you, if we can pray anything, it's like, Lord, help me not to be into myself. Help me not to be selfish. Help me not to seek to do my own will, but rather to do your will. Help me, Lord, to decre uh, decrease and you increase. Help me, Lord, to have your humility to die to myself and to do thy will. Because it's in dying to self that we have life. That we have joy and peace and strength and guidance and hope and love. And all the things that we need are found in our personal prayer to die every day. That we might be resurrected with him. And by his spirit he changes us. He truly does. Jesus said in Matthew 24 verse 12 at the Olivet Discourse. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Yeah, lawlessness is abounding. Are you kidding me? When evil is spoken of as good? When lawlessness is not punished? There's so much injustice, it's crazy. What an interesting time to be a pastor or a Christian. What can I, what can I say to you? Don't trust anything the news tells you. Welcome to 2021, February, whatever it is, 24. Don't believe anything. Maybe the weather. Maybe. <laughs> to be honest with you, the news, I mean, I have like, like, you know, God be with Tiger Woods. When, when there's an accident, when there's some sort of like event like that, like I have no problem watching the news. But if the news ever says anything, anything about money, politics, social issues, anything, don't believe anything they say. I have no problem saying that. Well, what did they have during Jesus' time for news? A lot less information, right? I think we'd be good with a lot less inform uh, media information, more biblical information, more, you know, anyways. Even though the world is this way, I'm not pessimistic. I'm very hopeful. Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you in John 16, that in me you may have peace. In him you shall have peace. Just be in them. Tell all your friends and family. Believers, be in them. Are you in them? And is he in you? Because that's where peace is. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Guys, you have the answer to what this world needs. Christ in us is the hope of this world. Christ in us is the hope of this world. Do not envy sinners nor desire to be with them. Christ in us is the hope of this world. The world has nothing to give you. Nothing. All that is in the world, the Lord says, is, per is perishing, is passing away. So study this book. It's made for you. Study it, kids. It's made for you. Ask God for understanding. Read through it. 
Because your rage against me and your tumult have come up to my ears, therefore I will put my hook in your nose and my bridle in your lips, and I will turn you back by the way you came. The Lord says to the king, to the Assyrian king, I'm going to put a hook in you. Like a fish, guys. A bridle, like a horse. To be led by. The Assyrians prided themselves on taking prisoners back to Assyria. There's images in antiquities of the Assyrians taking their captives back and they have like a line, like a chain, and it's hooked to the, to the nose of their captors. So what they were doing, God's telling the king, you know what I'm going to do to you. What you've been doing to everybody is coming to you. And this shall be a sign to you. Now, Isaiah is speaking now here. God is speaking now here to Hezekiah. So he goes from the king of Assyria to his beloved Hezekiah. And God says to him, this, is gonna, this shall be a sign to you. This shall be a sign to you. You shall eat this year such as grows of itself. And in the second year, what springs from the same. Also in the third year, sow and reap, plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. And the remnant who have escaped of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. This is a beautiful thing here. Hezekiah was a man of faith and a man of prayer. But even men and women of prayer and of faith need that encouragement from the Lord. The encouragement that God is giving him is a sign. God is giving Hezekiah this sign to prove that what God is predicting is going to happen to the king of Assyria, the deliverance. I'm going to give you a sign to prove it. To prove it. Oh, how we need a sign sometimes, don't we? Oh, the Lord knows you believe in him. But sometimes, do, do we not ask the Lord, give me a sign. Give me a little something. Give me just a nugget. Give me a cookie, anything, that you're with me. I know you're with me, but just give me something that I need it. And he knew Hezekiah needed it. And Hezekiah, as the king, was worried about his people starving. Because the Assyrians trampled all over Judah. They took 46 strong towers, fortified cities of Judah, guys. They were cleaning house. They took 200 prisoners, commentators say. There's no food. They've trampled it. As the Assyrians came around Jerusalem, what could the Jerusalites do but stay within the walls? That's where safety was. That was a siege, right? When an army sieges or surrounds a city, they're trying to starve it out. No one comes in. No one goes out. You stay in. You're locked down. The Jews could not come out and sow or gather from their fields. And the enemies of the Lord were taking all of the fruit of the land. And so God is telling Hezekiah, don't worry, there's going to be food. You don't even have to, you don't even have to sow seed. You don't even have to plant, plow, water, do anything. The sign that I'm going to deliver you is that there's going to be food. And God's going to do it. 
For a year now, the enemy has shut many churches down and has kept God's people away from their brethren. When the church was asked by the president to lock up for 30 days, we said, sure. But I think after a year, I could say, and of all the information that comes out, I can say, this was a work of the devil. Precautions could no longer be an excuse for not coming to church. We want people to wear masks. If they want to be, feel comfortable, if that's their choice, please, we welcome you. We, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is there, there are many churches that haven't opened. There are many people who have not gone back. It's a work of the enemy. It is a work of the devil. Besieging keeping us away from each other so that we can be strangers when we're the body of Christ. Knit together. Fitly, knit together. Like only he can knit it together. How can we be isolated? How can we be away? I don't care what this governor says. I'm going to listen to God over what he says. But... God is faithful. In the middle of being locked down, we decided, let's keep this thing going. We're not believing the hype. Take precautions if you need to, but we're going to keep the doors open. And, and yeah, there is no, this year was probably the less evangelical in-person evangelism that has never taken place. The world was not evangelized personally, online, thank God, yeah, we, we're using that. Video, radio, but 2020 was probably the year where the least loving your neighbor has taken place. And it's not just wrapping up bandages and caring for them in hospitals, it's sharing the gospel. What good is it if we help people physically but can't get the gospel to them because we're, we're, we're afraid to get near them. This year has been the least year for evangelism personally, person to person. Go therefore and make disciple of all, disciples of all nations, Jesus said, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe the things that, which, that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. In Matthew 9, Jesus said in verse 37 to the disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest and send out, to send out laborers into his harvest. In John 4, verse 35, Jesus said, Do not say there are still four months, and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true, one sows, another reaps. I sent you to reap that which you have not labored, and others have labored, and you have entered into their labors. What labors have we done? Who are we, are we reaping? Are we sowing? Are we planting? Jesus said in Luke eleven twenty three, And he who does not gather with me scatters. The only thing being gathered is food at Costco and Walmart. 
If they hated the Lord, I'm okay if they hate me. I'm okay with it. If they left him, they will leave us. I'm okay with it. Breaks my heart, but I'm okay with it. And I believe because Hezekiah prayed in the house of the Lord, that God blessed him, is coming to his deliverance. And I believe because we continue to meet, that I hear stories of stories of tithes going down, no word, no, you know, uh, churches failing. But for some reason, God's grace shined upon Sweet Hills. And I believe it's because we, we as a people at Sweet Hills decided we're going to keep on going. We're not going to stop. We can see through this. God says to test all things. And they're, they're letting their kids go to their schools. They're, letting, they're going to their fancy restaurants. They're, going, they're, they're marching by the hundreds of thousands in the streets. Nobody says anything. It's all politicized. It's a year. It's the devil has done this. It's like the parable of the, the wheat and the tares where who did this? Who planted these tares? An enemy did this. That's who did it. Not Gavin Newsom. Not Joe Biden. An enemy did this. They're just pawns. And the Lord gave us a church in the middle of this mess. And things have grown. And I don't know how many families are new, but I mean, there's like 40 new faces Forgive me if I don't remember your name. We're getting at that level. Don't get hurt. You try to remember a hundred names. It's crazy. It's a blessing. I don't know why, but God's grace. Because like in this story, if we pray, if we seek the Lord in his house, he can move nations on our behalf. He'll put a fish hook and take them like a goldfish wherever he wants on our behalf. That's faith. And the remnant who have escaped of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. This is a near future prophecy, but it also speaks of latter times. The remnant of Judah, yeah, they get, they get scattered, they get taken eventually by, by the Babylonians. But there's a remnant, there's always a people who believes in the Lord. And I would say this to all those who have not gone back to their churches. Come back now. Be that remnant. Don't worry about not... A sowing or reaping or, or evangelizing this past year. Don't worry about all that. It's all good to God. Just come back. Come back because he'll make your roots deep and your fruit will shoot up quicker than you know. Don't worry about it. Just come back. Nobody cares. No one's keeping score. No one's keeping score. There are people hurt on both sides. I can tell you that much. The devil has done this. For out of Jerusalem shall go a remnant, and those who escape from Mount Zion, the zeal of the Lord of hosts, will do this. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, He shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shield, nor build a siege mound against it. By the way that he came, by the same shall he return, and he shall not come into this city, says the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. I love that. I believe that, that God has his divine protection on our church. I believe he's got his divine protection upon his church as a whole. I don't know how he's going to help Mike McClure up there with the $2 million, but I'm going to love to see how he does it because he's going to do it somehow. He'll take care of us. He'll take care of that pastor in Canada. That guy's a hero. 
That guy's the man. I wanted to be the first one arrested. <laughs> now it came to pass. But what is the word from the Lord? Not one arrow. Not one arrow. Psalm 91. 91 is that one that we've been quoting a lot. 91, 4 through 10. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Nobody gives a rip what people say in comparison to his truth. His truth is truth. Forgive me for my zeal. In our scriptures it says the zeal of the Lord has done this. I'm zealous. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling." Faith comes by hearing and that by the word of God. I should just, we should just put, you know, read this psalm on the radio and play and on repeat all day long. Because this is what the world needs. They need the word of God to build their faith to not be afraid. You show me your faith by your lack of works and I'll show you my faith by my works. You shall know them by their fruits. It's been a year. I think I have room to speak now. And it came to pass on a certain night that the angel of the Lord went out and killed the camp of the Assyrians, 185,000. And when the people arose early in the morning, there were the corpses all dead. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went away. In the Second Chronicles, it tells us he went away shamefaced because he knew it was the Lord. Like what would kids, what would your teachers say if you told them there's still hope in God, He can send angels to wipe out our enemies? They think you're crazy. Because unless they know Jesus Christ as their Lord, then they'll say, Yeah, that's uh, always pro always possible. <laughs> Maybe not probable, but possible. God can do anything. He's got ministering angels that can supernaturally come in and Zap countries if he had to. No nuclear bombs needed. But again, he came not to destroy men's lives, but to save them. That's his desire. I'm just trying to increase the faith. 185,000 died. So he went away, the king of Assyria, shamefaced. He returned home and remained in Nineveh. Now it came to pass, they say this is 20 years later, 20 years later, now it came to pass as he was worshiping in the temple of Nishrok, which is one of the pagan gods there of Mesopotamia, his god, that his sons, Adremelech and Shirazer, struck him down with the sword and they escaped into the land of Ararat. Then Asher Hadan, his son, reigned in his place father we thank you for your word and for your goodness we ask that we would be a people of greater faith and i know that many of us have faith here and i know many 
who are watching have faith. But Lord, just like the man who told you, I believe, help my unbelief, Lord, we need greater faith. Greater faith that helps us to see above our own fears and doubts. Give us faith from heaven, Lord, so that we can trust in you fully with all of our hearts, with all of our minds, with all of our strength, Lord, so that we don't walk around in fear and in timidity, but that we love you with all of our hearts and do what you say. Love your neighbor as yourself. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio with the Bible teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein. If you're in the area, come out and join us at our new location at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. You can also find us on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. If you would like more information or would like to send a gift to the ministry, check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org or you can call us at 951-572-2309. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Chapin, above.